Welcome to the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week, sponsored by Betterment, the largest independent online financial advisor. Remember, you've got two chances every week to get on the air. Today, Tuesdays, we drop the bonus call of the week. And then on our longer show on Thursdays, we've got the listener question of the week, which follows the interview. Just give us a holler. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. Today, we are going to Chris, who's got a question which he knows I'm going to already have a hard time with. So here we go. Chris, welcome to Better Off. Why am I going to have a hard time with you, Chris? Well, I don't think you like the life insurance product so much. So yeah, I'm not a, n- not a huge fan, but I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater either. Give me an idea about why you're calling in and tell everybody the product in question. Okay. So um, a couple years ago, we've got uh, both my wife and I have some very generous parents, and they started gifting us some money. And uh, round numbers, it's about $100,000 a year, and it's looking like We'll probably be getting this money for a total of about seven years before they're retired. I love your parents. Did I say that? I love them. (laughs) So a hundred hundred grand a year to you and your wife or to you, your wife, your kids, or how does the money come in exactly? It comes in basically um, 14 grand per head for my wife, myself, and our two boys, Mm -hmm. and uh, 14 times two for each parent. So round numbers, a hundred grand total coming in. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, uh, yeah, so we're in year three right now, and we had looked at, you know, 529 plans for the boys. Our oldest is 11, and didn't really like the restrictions with some of that. And in, and in my state here, there's no real advantages tax-wise to mm-hmm. using any of their programs. And so um, we basically got the idea of this uh, equity index life insurance policy, and so that's what we've been doing is putting in the max funding each year here for that seven-year period, trying to just max it out and let it let it ride, basically, and use that maybe for college funding with some loans down the road, and then eventually, hopefully, for some retirement income. So, okay, how much is the policy death benefit amount for you and for your wife? So it's just in my name only, and the death benefit is about two point eight million. That's interesting. So just in your name. And the owner of that policy is you, or is it a life insurance trust, or is there some? Has there been some other mechanism created in terms of estate planning for this? Yeah. So last January, we sat down with an estate planning attorney, and she drafted up a revocable living trust. So that would be the beneficiary. Okay. So the revocable trust is the beneficiary. So it's not an irrevocable life insurance trust, which would pull it out of the estate. Correct. Okay. And, and why did you choose the revocable versus the irrevocable? Um, just for more flexibility mm-hmm. so that we could change things around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's certainly an argument to be made for doing the irrevocable living trust, but I don't think we're that complicated from an estate planning perspective. Okay. And so that's where we're at. Okay. Makes sense. Let me ask another couple of questions. So what do you and your wife do for a living? Uh, I'm a pilot and my wife is a uh, recreational therapist. A recreational therapist? Yeah, okay, I just, I, I, okay, because I seriously thought, well, I, I, I had to like, I, maybe I'm a little post-vacation brain here, because I thought like, oh, for fun, she does therapy. But that's not what you mean, right? She, well, we kind of joke, but yeah, she basically plays games for a living with uh, folks in a hospital environment. So yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, That's fun. a nice thing. Okay, how much do pilots make these days? Uh, it can vary, but um, right now, probably about 170 or so. Mm-hmm. And how much does your wife earn as a recreational therapist? Well, she's mostly focused on being a great mom, but uh, she worked uh, probably 
uh, has about five to ten thousand a year in income. Okay. So one eighty total. So on the one eighty, tell me a little bit about you know how you guys are living. Is that is that supporting you? Is it are your expenses in line? How how are you feeling on that? Yeah, I think we're good. We're we're not socking it away, but we're not uh, going in the red each month. We've got um, I've got a great employer four hundred one k plan with Vanguard and. We max out the 401k each year for myself. We max out Roths for both of us. Uh, we also max out an HSA through my work. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so I think we're good on, on all those accounts. And okay. That's kind of why the life insurance came into the picture was just that it was a kind of a separate bucket, so to speak. I got you. Okay, a couple more questions. How old are you? I just turned 40. Oh, congratulations. Just it, it gets better emotionally. It just gets worse physically, sorry to say. Yeah. How about your wife? She's 39. Okay. How much money do you have saved for retirement um, right now? Uh, round number is 500000 Okay. The HSA? Uh, 17000 Okay. All right. So if you look at your income, it sounds to me like your expenses are pretty, must be pretty well in line because you're socking away a lot of money, right? Between the 401k, the Roth, the HSA... What do you figure you're living on? Like, what what do you think is your desired income? Uh, I would say take home pay of of uh, probably about one hundred and twenty thousand or so. Okay, that sounds good to me. How long do you think you're going to be working till approximately? I know that's that sounds crazy, but just I don't know what the lifeline of a of a pilot would be in the yeah. in this universe. It's actually, assuming you stay healthy enough, it's really predictable because there's mandatory retirement ages. So Mm. I would be shooting for age 65, so 25 more years. Okay, that's great. All right, so it looks to me like retirement-wise, you're pretty much on track because we need to get you three, three and a half million bucks or so to generate that 10 grand a month. Are you part of an airline that provides a pension still? I know that the benefits definitely change quite a bit. Would you have a pension available to you? No, no, no more pensions. No more pensions. Mm, okay. All right. Um, house, what do you got going? Uh, we have a house. We moved in here about four years ago, and uh, we uh, owe about $317,000 on it. It's worth about $500,000. Mm-hmm. Going to stick around in this? Is this a house you want to stay in? Yep. We'll be here probably till we downsize in 20, 30 years. So. Okay. How about the mortgage? Yeah, we did a, a five-in-one arm so coming up. I know, I know. Rolling those dice. Yeah, I know, especially in a low interest rate environment. But yeah, the it was a bit of a stretch to get into the house initially, and now we're we're comfortable where the mortgage payment is good each month and, uh-huh. and will be as they go up. But uh, twenty eighteen September twenty eighteen would be when that first adjustment could come in. But right now it's at three and three three point three seven five for an interest rate. So is there any reason to lock that down right now since you are going to stay in there and mortgage rates have dipped again? We've looked at maybe doing a twenty or a twenty-five year yeah. fixed rate mortgage. Why not? Yeah. I would I would look at that for sure. Again, as you said, so far the risk has paid off, um, and I think you've got a window here. But rates have dropped back down, and I think that might be an opportunity just to get that set. Something you just want to be able to say, eh, I don't want to think about it. So I would yep. do that. Okay, yep. so let's get back to your your life insurance. So everybody understands this. The, the idea of using life insurance as an investment is one that can be really complicated and has to be well executed because there are some there are some rules about making sure that putting you can't put too much money into a life insurance contract. I presume because you're working with an attorney and it sounds like someone you know what you're doing, which is you don't want it to become a mo- modified endowment contract. I'm sure you're doing that, right? 
Yeah, we're max funding right up right up below that line. So Okay. So you put all this money into this policy and in your mind, how have you and the person who sold it to you, how have you determined that you would use the 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 cash value in that policy to fund college? Would you withdraw it or would you borrow it out? Uh, borrow only. Okay. So everyone understands your money goes into this contract. There's no tax due because when you put the money in and you borrow it out, uh, you actually will avoid taxation. Now, there is some thorniness around how do you manage this product um, down the line. But again, I'm going to leave that to the side for a second because it sounds like you guys know what you're doing here. So now what you're basically saying is you're going to dump all this money in. Uh, the beneficiary of this policy is is who? Your your wife or the kids? Or there's the uh, trust, right? It'd be the, yeah, through the trust. Just the yeah. trust. Okay. So in that respect, you pop all the money in, you do all your notices, you do everything the right way, you borrow the money out. I guess in your mind is that you'll probably have more money than you need for college, but this will be a supplemental retirement plan, right? Yes, it'd cover both bases. Okay. So what's, what's, what's the question at hand? Uh, do you agree with that thought process, or do you think, uh, knowing that I've got basically four more premium payments to go in here, um, should I continue on this path, or do you have some recommendations to maybe uh, throttle back on the life insurance and consider some other options instead? Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. Obviously, this is an expensive way to do it, all right? I know that what you're saying to me is, uh, hey, I looked at the 529 plan, but you like the flexibility. But now that you have a chunk of money that's in here, and the, what's the current cash value on this policy? Uh, well, we've got two things, I guess, cash value and accumulation value. The cash value is 135, and the accumulation is just under 190,000. Always look at the lower number, just in sure. case, right? Sure. And you've put in for how long? How many years have you put in? I've put in two premiums of 100000 each, and then literally this in the next couple of weeks here, I'm due for uh, the third premiums here. The reason why I tend to not like using this is it's an expensive way to save for college. And I understand the rationale. I understand the way that you guys were kind of pushing through your thought process. But even if they're – where do you live? What state? Minnesota. And what's the 529 plan in Minnesota, just out of curiosity? Uh, let's just say I would use Utah or something. Okay, so you'd use so you would use Utah or one of the other good plans, maybe uh, Maryland, and uh, th- those plans would cost you probably something like a half a percent a year, mm-hmm. maybe. Do you know what the pricing is? What the cost is? The mortality expense. Um, administrative costs for being in this life insurance policy. Yes, I've got the breakdown for all of that stuff. And what's the total, like, on a percentage basis? How much, what percent is coming out of your pocket? Uh, Probably about 2.5%. So I guess that I would ask you this. To make a decision about what, you know, how I think about it, I am a simple gal. I've said this many times. If I'm going to pay 2.5% versus paying a half a percent for something, what am I getting for that 2%? And it sounds to me for what you're saying is, hey, for the extra 2%, I'm getting maximum flexibility, right? Sure. I I think that that's okay, but I think that I would do – first of all, you've already put dump the money in, right? So I don't want you to get out of it because you've got a crazy surrender charge ahead of you, right? Right. So – what I would rather do is say for the next hundred grand that comes in, maybe what I'd like to do is the you know the twenty eight grand per kid 
will start to fund a 529 account. And I would do that instead. And the reason is that I just think it's a cheaper cost of investing. I think that, you know, chances are if you want flexibility with the kids and you didn't want to overfund, then now you've got the insurance policy. It's working. Uh, you know, it's I shouldn't say it's working, but it's it's in force. So I don't want to dismantle it. But I still look at the world in terms of the simplest possible solution, which to me is the 529 plan. And I don't really understand the huge benefit to you of having all of this money plopping into an insurance policy. So if anything, for the next couple of years, I'd rather fund 529 plans. You can keep the policy as long as you'd like, and it's never it's not going to go away. And I think that what you really may want to consider is perhaps getting a second opinion on this. Um, I know that if I had a fee-only certified financial planner sitting in front of me, that it would be a really hard call to make the the insurance policy the best possible idea for you with this $100,000 gift every year. I don't want to dissuade you. I think it's amazing that you guys are doing great saving. You're doing terrific investing. I just really want you to concentrate on this concept of what am I trying to do? I'm trying to put a pool together of money for college and a pool for supplemental retirement. I guess what I'm suggesting is that let's do the college stuff. Let's get it in the 529. You've got you can always put more money into this policy down the line. I just think that you may have gone through extra hoops that probably were not as necessary as maybe a salesperson would have characterized it. Is that a nice way of saying it? Sure, I got you. You got me? That's my advice. Take it as you will and um and I think go out and get a 529 plan for those kids, all right? Okay, I appreciate the insights, Jill. Thank you take care. Thanks for calling. Okay, that's a wrap of our Better Off bonus question of the week. If you've got a question, it's simple. Send us an email at askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. We'll arrange to get you on. And don't forget, in just a couple of days, there's a brand new episode of the Better Off Podcast sponsored by Betterment. Talk to you then. 